Welcome everyone to the Virtual Ball Boys Podcast. My name is Chris, and I am joined once again by my good friend, Matt. You are now talking to a subscriber to CBS All Access. <laughs> why? 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 Why is this? Why is this such a uh, a a a? Why do I have such dishonor to be talking to a subscriber? Well, to because Hulu only carries seasons one through thirty-four of Survivor. Right. So I had to get CBS All Access to do thirty-five through forty. Right. Okay. Well, I, I, I too <laughs> am also a subscriber of CBS All Access. Oh, fancy. So I don't, know, I don't know if who who I don't know if you're ready to to test this. Me being sitting already on the throne of the CBS, all the access <laughs> of CBS. All right. Correct. Uh, so I, I got, I got, I got Big Brother under my wing for years. Been watching those <laughs> the, those those live feeds. All right, we're we're trying to binge Big Brother in our home uh, every once yeah. in a while. Uh, we've even upgraded to a commercial-free plan recently. So ooh, so I I I also got the commercial-free plan because once I'm done watching Survivor, I'm just gonna end it. So I decided to just pay up. Wow, hey, yeah, you know that, that we are that, not that works out. We are not sponsored by CBS All Access. <laughs> Well, we're 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 we are talking about it enough where we just we they deserve to pay they need to pay us now after bringing them up for about a minute and a half here of of, of virtual ball boys so uh there you go anyways <laughs> welcome everyone to the wild card or excuse me the divisional round divisional uh, uh p- podcast of the uh, 2020 NFL season. Uh, it has been, it was a wild, super wild card weekend. I wanted to ask you, Matt, um, what was just for having three games on each day? Uh, what was your reaction to uh, it all? Having that much football? Well, I didn't watch much of the ends of either of the two night games. Okay. Mostly just because I thought the, uh, I thought, I thought, I thought the outcome was clear for both of them pretty early on. So I was just like, ah, I'm going to go to bed. Fair enough. Uh, but it was it, it was interesting, just like jam packed with a lot of different teams. Um, I think that it made the AFC more interesting and it made the NFC worse. <laughs> okay. In this particularly in this particular year. Okay, interesting, interesting take. I I I would say I I was a little I I was okay with it. I felt like some of the why I enjoyed about having wildcard weekend, um, some of the anticipation was sucked out of it a little bit. I felt like, um, well, because I feel like the, the during when it's wildcard weekend, um, or, or when it was the original wildcard weekend, we would the kickoff would be at four thirty, um, yeah, for on Saturday. Uh, the fact that it started out like right away, which is essentially like around the time when I like first wake up and there was like no build up, like it's like oh shit, it's 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 playing. I mean, it does yes, it does cut it out of like the waiting time of like uh of having a game being played, but it also was just like oh all right, we're 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 already here, we're already in it, and yeah. like <laughs> I I I like I kind of was like I need I wanted a little bit more room to breathe. You can't really do so. Uh, on on the Super Wild Card Weekend, uh, I think uh, I w- when listening to the around the NFL 
Mark Sessler said it best. It was that it felt like it was a like bloated wild card weekend. And I kind of agree in that instance. But I, I also don't hate it. I think it was okay for what it was. It, they're going to continue to expand it. It's probably going to end up being eight games at some point. Uh, and we'll just, we'll just have to deal. And that's fine. Uh, because the NFL is going to want to make money uh, at the end of uh, when it's all said and done. Um... <laughs> But we're going to go through everything that has happened in the wild card round. We are also going to uh, give you guys updates on the latest in the coaching and GM searches. Uh, I feel like at this point last year or, la- you know, over the years, we would have had like two or three head coaching hires by now. We only have one to talk about. Um, in addition to another firing that we need to discuss, so uh, we also have an, an, like some miscellaneous general manager uh, things that have been going on as well. Uh, so we'll get to that. Uh, we skipped VEVFL talk last week, so we're going to talk about it this week, and uh, we will preview uh, the Week 8 matchups as well. We don't know for sure if we're going to have VEVFL this week, but uh, we're still gonna, we'll still preview the matchups for you guys yeah. there. Um, and, uh, we'll talk Super Tackle Bros. We had our first stream last Friday on that. We'll recap a little bit of what happened there and preview, uh, what, what matchups we have remaining in those, in that tournament. And then, of course, we're going to give our divisional round picks. Lots of good stuff. Lots of, it's a fill to the brim. I realize you asked me beforehand, are you, am I feeling okay? I just realized, I think I am dealing with a little bit of like a sinus issue right now. <laughs> okay. That is, that makes a lot more sense. I didn't know if you were just tired or yeah, what was no, going I, on, I, but I, I I'm did, glad that you're. Yeah, I did. I did like get out of, I did get out of bed right before, right before recording, but I, I gotcha. I'm, I'm also realizing that like. It, whatever I, i've had like this like weird fuzziness in my head uh for like the last like few days and then like i now i'm starting to feel it like come down and like like starting to feel it in my like my nose area it's just like all right it's 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 it's, it's sinus issues so that's why if i sound a little like tired or exhausted that's why but it's okay because i'm excited to talk about some wild card round stuff so let's get into it the cults at the bills uh, this was a game that I think for many of us felt, uh, I mean, maybe next to the other two seven matchup Chicago, uh, Saints could have been, <laughs> um, had he had the chance of being a little bit more of a blowout, uh, but, um, knowing the Colts were a better team also could have been relatively close and it ended up being the case. Yeah. Um, the Bills would go on to win it twenty-seven to twenty-four, but it wasn't. Uh, it 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 took a little bit of a push. The Colts did lead early in the first quarter. They were it was uh they were three to zero. Um, and the defense seemed to get a good start on things. Um, and but then the Bills started scoring touchdowns. Um, and uh, they and, and it was like a back and forth affair. Uh, the Colts got went up ten to seven. Then the Bills responded fourteen to ten. The, the the Colts could have even been up seventeen to seven if it weren't for the fact that uh, Frank Reich went for it on fourth down at the goal line, and the play did not go off well. Philip Rivers ended up overshooting uh, his wide receiver, so that ended up that ended up not working out for them. The Bills ended up very nicely moving uh, the ball down the field and scoring a touchdown in a 96 yard drive that took one minute and 32 seconds. 
Uh, that's how the second half ended up. And then uh, it was basically all bills for the rest of the way. Um, they scored, uh, went up 24 to 10 and Colts tried to stay in it. At one point, Josh Allen fumbled and we thought that the Colts were going to, uh, keep, uh, keep going. The, the score was 27 to 24 at one point. Uh, but, uh, it just didn't end up working out well for the Colts. What was your reaction and, uh, overall thoughts on this game? This... This was a fun game to watch. Probably my probably my favorite of the weekend. Uh, in terms of in terms of being a game, um, obviously the Bills are still are, were my uh, Super Bowl winning pick. Still are, uh, and to take down a tough Colts team like that uh, was was nice to see. Uh, what are the odds you think that's the last you saw of, saw of uh, Philip Rivers? <sighs> that's a tough question. I think. I think. What I mean, what I understand from people who have talked about Philip Rivers throughout his career, he's usually he's a very much a guy who doesn't want to give up. Uh, kind of keeps on wanting to play in these kind of situations. Uh, but also has openly talked about the idea that like, yeah, I mean, if this was my last game, then it is what it is. I I want to lean towards retirement for him. Because I feel like anyone who really has that on his mind, I think, I think that that would mean that he's no longer going to be in it. But I, uh, but I also I don't know. I think that there is also the competitive spirit in him that would want to keep going. The question is going to be though, would the Colts want to keep him around? Hmm. Yeah, it's like the 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 obviously the. Philip Rivers was an upgrade over Brissett. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. But he's still not the type of player that they needed to bring them up to that Super Bowl level that I think they, I think that they otherwise have the talent for. Yeah, and, and I think, I think about even the last play of the game, um, <laughs> like that that whole last drive was insane because he had it was the fumble that we all thought it was. That he had the 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 I, whoever it was I think it was might have been Hilton I, I forget who who the receiver was but ended up his knee was on the ground um and they ruled him down uh, even after review um and the Colts were still alive at that point but uh because time ended up whittling down they didn't end up doing enough uh, making enough plays to actually get into field goal range they had to throw a hail mary um. On those situations, and multiple times last year when they've had a Hail Mary type throw or situation, they brought Brissett out for that. Yeah. And I, they didn't do it in this case. And I think the reason why they did that earlier in the year, though, or just in general, is just because Brissett has a younger arm and has like is able to probably throw it deeper right now. I don't know why they didn't do it in this situation, especially if they're wanting to keep their season alive. But that goes to show you that like they don't, they can only trust Philip Rivers so much, and it, 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 his arm is just not going to be strong enough to continue to carry a team. And who knows what another year of, uh, you know, of playing is going to do to it. I, I, I just, I'm not sure that we're going to see. I, I, I don't. I, I think that Philip Rivers could absolutely say, "I want to play again." Let, like let's do this but mm-hmm. i don't know if the colts would want the same and if that's the case I, I, 
you'd have to think that Philip Rivers is then like, all right, I don't, I don't think I need to do this again with another team. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Plus, he's got he's got a high school coaching job. Right. Yeah. He's 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 <laughs> set locked, up. He's he's locked up, and he's yeah. He's, he's you know children out the door. Like he like he he is he has plenty to go home to and be happy about. And obviously, we'll talk about him more if he does end up retiring. But uh, he's had a great, wonderful you know Hall of Fame level career that like. You know, he there should be no regrets for him outside of not being able to actually win the Super Bowl, um, and then and that's really it. Uh, moving on here, so that was the one o'clock. Yeah, I would say I would agree with you. I thought that was a solid game. I had I had a few others that I thought were also like for what they were pretty pretty uh, solid, but this one was not. The Los Angeles Rams at the Seattle Seahawks. Um, huh. A game that was surprisingly not close after a while, um, and the Rams' defense is uh, insane. Uh, is I think the best defense that we have remaining right yeah, now. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, and they have they completely shut down uh, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. There wasn't really anything super noteworthy from this game. I would say the first opening game, opening part of the game. John Wofford was was the starting quarterback because they wanted to give Jared Goff, uh, they they put Jared Goff in the backups position because he was dealing with the uh, the thumb injury still, but that didn't matter because unfortunately Wofford got uh, injured, uh, like in the first drive of the game and Jared Goff got brought in, um, and the Seahawks defense, which as of late had also improved, uh, they ultimately, uh. They ultimately tried to do their best to hold off uh, the Rams, uh, but Cam Akers uh, had a phenomenal game, 131 yards, one touchdown, um, and that alone helped bring the Rams to victory, 30-20, to and the, and the offense that was cooking and that we were hoping to see again, been waiting to see come back, just never returned, never came back to what it was earlier in the year. And it was ended up being their their to their detriment. Um, and so, what was your thoughts from this game? I think that uh, I I was sad to see the Seahawks go like that. I don't know what's what's going on there. How 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 they have so much chemistry so early on and then just lose it. I don't know if it's play calling. I don't know exactly what it is, but it was disappointing to see that that be the end to the season, especially with how they started. I think that the Rams are going to be our uh. As, as, I hope that Jared Goff is in a better place next week with his with his hands so that he can do some damage against the Packers. Mm-hmm. But I think that they're in better position than may, any other team except for maybe the Bucks to have beaten the to potentially face down the Packers so, this round. Yeah. So that should be interesting. Yeah, I think I think that the Rams I I'm 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 not really upset with how like the matchups ended up working out for the for the NFC because I think the Rams <laughs> end up that defense is going to be an amazing matchup against the offense and we'll talk about that in a bit. the The thing about the Seahawks and what blows my mind is that like they once again were their their focus with the Seahawks was that they wanted to keep on trying to run the ball and. That was not working. 
and then yeah. even still, like there is the pressure by the Rams defense. They've held Russell Wilson in check multiple games. Like this was even like even when the Seahawks won the game against the Rams in Week 16, like. Russell Wilson was continuously getting pressured and he continually continually had poor games against this team. Um, Mm -hmm. And like DK Metcalf, they couldn't break out. Jalen Ramsey has been probably the best cornerback this year. Um, It is just, I I don't know what the solution is for whatever reason. Pete Carroll came out. uh, Well, first of all, they, they fired their offensive coordinator after the game, Brian Schottenheimer. Um, Mm -hmm. And Pete Carroll came out after the game saying that he wants to run the ball more next year. I'm like, okay. that That's not what's worked for you, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, literally the whole let Russ cook era, that's what made, that's the whole thing about that, that port of the season, that, that whole first half of the season when, when the, the Seahawks were a lot more exciting and interesting, like, that whole part, the whole reason that that was the case is because Russell Wilson was able to make plays in the air. And yeah. uh, I don't know if I know that offensive line is a frequent issue with this team. And and it's been like that since their Super Bowl run, like that their that offensive line is continuously what holds the holds them back. I don't know what that solution is going to be like, but I, I don't when you say that the the issue is that you need to run the ball more i don't get that i understand that that you have russell the russell has these struggles in these games but you also have to to look at the big picture and think of you also have these great wide receivers that are out there as well and russell wilson mm-hmm. is an extremely talented quarterback why can't mm-hmm. you why can't you trust him uh-huh <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. It's 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 Seahawks are a little bit of a interesting situation. We'll see what their offensive coordinator hire is going to be. Um, but that they're going to go. They're fading into the off season, uh, and we'll see what happens from there. All right. Next up, the uh the primetime game on Saturday, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Washington Football Team. Um. This was known as the Taylor Heineke game <laughs> in some yeah. regards, despite the fact that uh, Washington did not end up going on to win the game. The, he, he threw for 306 yards uh, and uh, one touchdown, one interception. Um, and, like, the offense, like, played relatively well. But the thing about this game that was special was that Tom Brady, 381 yards, Two touchdowns, 104.3 quarterback rating. Uh, like, for a 43-year-old quarterback, he continues to just be outstanding. And that's why uh, we have now... The, 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 that's, the, they, that was the main reason why they went on to win 31-23 in an offensive heavy game, what, what was initially expected to be more of a defensive game. What was your reaction to what you saw of it? I think that I, I was surprised at how well Ta- Taylor Heineke played, but they were the the Washington football team was just so outclassed mm-hmm. in every in in every regard. Um, I the I I was really hoping that the Seahawks would win, partially so I could see this Bucks team take on the Packers, but that's not what happened. And this isn't the game that we're talking about. Um, <laughs> right. 
yeah, I don't have I don't have a ton of notes on on the game overall. Yeah, I, well, I will say um, about well, well, it was it was funny watching <laughs> in real time. Everyone was like, "Oh my god, this kid, this random kid, Taylor Heineke, uh, like he's he's like he's doing an amazing job." And then in real time, fucking milkshake duck comes out and, and reveals his ugly head as we've discovered like all these like super toxic pro Trump tweets. Oh, I didn't know that part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> that happened in real time and it was fucking wow. hilarious to watch my like uh my uh left-leading uh nfl analysts like all of a sudden be like oh 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 no (laughs) oh no um because they were like cheering on uh the guy but even regardless that like i i think the big i i you're you're right in the sense of that the the tampa bay i think definitely took it uh, offensively on this washington defense that had been playing very well um the crazy thing was is that like this t- Washington still like if you if you were to say that this offense this Buccaneers offense completely destroyed Washington, like you would think that this would be a blowout and it wasn't like Washington was in no. it to like the final no, drive it wasn't. yeah like they they and it was because of Heineke and it was because of you know the, it, it was because of these guys that like consistently uh were in the game um. You know, Sims, their wide receiver, Sims, like he he ended up putting up 104 yards. He had more yards than Terry McLaurin. Like that's insane. Like they they were they were very like they were able to keep up with the the Buccaneers in that sense. Um, and uh, they ultimately like a, like we were talking about like the the Tampa Bay ended up you know winning it and they deserved it. The you know, but it's it was just a very it was a very strange game for what we were expecting it uh, to potentially be, which was maybe more of like a defensive battle in that sense. Yeah. Um. All right. Moving on to Sunday. Uh, we start Sunday, off, Sunday, Sunday. We, we start <laughs> off with the uh the four five AFC matchup: the Ravens at the Titans. Uh, this one was good. It, it, this was another game that I thought was really good. I feel like for some reason people were like, didn't really care for it. I enjoyed it. It yeah. was a, um, battle of, it was, it was a revenge game and it almost started playing out the same way that we saw last year play out. The Titans went up 10, nothing. And Lamar Jackson had like a terrible, terrible throw, uh, that resulted in an interception, and we thought, "Oh my goodness, it's happening again!" And then Lamar Jackson he turned it on. Jackson ended up running for 136 yards. Uh, he threw ended up throwing uh for 179 yards overall. Didn't throw a touchdown, but scored a touchdown with his legs. Dobbins also scored another touchdown, um, as well. Um, and is just it was a it was a very weird game uh because the Titans offense that we've held in high regard kind of went uh went back into its like turtle shell essentially only 165 yards passing from Tannehill Henry only had 40 yards on the ground and that goes that's a testament to a the Ravens defense Baltimore's defense did a fantastic job just shutting them down yeah, it was just an insane, insane effort there. Um, and ultimately, Tennessee punted 
in plus territory late in the game, and it cost them. Vrabel did a very bad job on the, on the on the coaching decision, and Lamar Jackson ended up just running his way to a first down and locking up and sealing up this game, twenty to thirteen. What was your overall thoughts on this game? I was very excited. I broke out my uh, broke out my uh, Lamar Jackson jersey for for this game. Okay, all right. I uh, switched uh, switched between games, and then the the uh, the uh, the result I wanted was uh, happened in the end. Sorry, I'm having trouble doing words tonight. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> um, no, I enjoy I, I enjoyed the uh, the game overall. Obviously, the Ravens winning good for Lamar Jackson. Ah, it fucking sucks that they're playing the Bills though. Like, I want I I want to root for all four teams currently in the AFC. And yeah. I know they all can't make it to the AFC Championship, but Ravens Bills specifically being the divisional matchup really bumps me out. Yeah, no, it's 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 a close game. Uh, that that's gonna be a tough one to watch. Uh, I I think about from the Titans' perspective, I was rooting for the Ravens too because I felt like the Ravens coming into this game were a more complete team at the moment. Where I felt like the Titans were their their defense was just um not very good i will say i mean to hold the ravens offense to 20 points though is still impressive to have gone up 10 nothing uh and and hold off the ravens for uh you know at least the first quarter was impressive they did not really get a lot in the air which that's was impressive considering the times defense uh especially the secondary had not been good um uh the funny thing was that malcolm butler was the one that got the interception on, on lamar jackson uh, uh-huh. Now it's his first postseason interception since the Super Bowl one. Yeah, so uh, it was it was weird. Like again, it was a it was like the this game and the 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 Bucks uh, football team game ended up switching places. Where a game we thought could have been a lot more offensive heavy, maybe a little bit more of a shootout, ended up being a very defensive uh you know outing and the ravens defense and titans defense have the can can you know pat themselves on the back for a good good uh point of view but uh yeah the offense falling short and now arthur smith getting a whole bunch of head coaching interviews it's just not not a good way you want to end the end the season for the titans and so i feel for them on that sense totally um (laughs) next up all right this is the big one Take it away, Matt. So the Bears, they started out not too bad. They had a couple fun trick plays, and one that uh, if Javon Wims doesn't drop that touchdown, then everything is different about the game. Mm. But then the rest of the game happened, and the Bears couldn't do shit. Lots of three and outs. Uh, The Saints were dominant. The Saints are the number two seed for a reason. They were able to do things to the Bears defense uh, because the Bears defense, whenever they play the Saints, can't see like Taysom Hill come in and know what Taysom Hill is going to do, even though he does the same thing every time. <laughs> um, I mean, just to talk about the game uh, for a moment, I, I think... I I think that the diff- the interesting element of it is that the Bills or oh my, not, oh my god the Bears I meant to say the Bears yeah. they once again got to a point where they just couldn't get a lot a lot of anything going on offense with the exception of that one major play um and then the 
I, I, I just think... I know I just said like the Rams are pretty much the best defense remaining, but the Saints' defense has also been phenomenal all year. Um, and I, I think as much as we want to go after the Bears and be like, oh my God, they're they're entering this incomp, they're re-entering their incompetent phase of their offense. I do think there's it deserves the Saints' defense deserves some credit for being able to hold off um, a lot of what the Bears were trying to do, and I I think. I'm a little worried about the Saints' offense a bit. I know the Bears' defense is very good, um, but they, I feel like they need they need another week of really getting thing getting back into a rhythm, um, and uh, that that might happen in a divisional round for them. Um, but I I don't think this was like a terrible beating for the Bears. I think there was a a as much of an effort that they could have put out. So I hope that at the very least you could be somewhat proud of the Bears <laughs> in that sense. But what I wanted to ask you was, what is the future of the organization for you, knowing that the head coach and GM are returning for another year? I don't know because we're in a win now situation. But unless we, unless we, uh, like, totally move things around. It's just it's just fucking impossible to to like to do this. Mm-hmm. We we can't have we can't have Trubisky again. I know. We can't. Yeah. Nagy fine, whatever. If the if if the fucking Watson tra- if I wake up at one point in the next few months and I get the notification on my phone that we just that we traded for J- Deshaun Watson. I will be elated. Yeah. But that is not today. I don't know, dude. It's just like yeah. like I feel like I feel like we're uh we're a couple years away from having to go into rebuild mode and we're not at a point where we can like avoid rebuild mode. Mm-hmm. We're probably losing Allen Robinson. Darnell Mooney was a great draft pick, but he's not the he's not Allen Robinson. <laughs> We're not resigning Robinson, sadly. Yeah, and and I think there was a lot of criticism by reporters um, yesterday um, when the Bears press conference was being held that it felt like the there was nothing of note from the presser outside of like they the same people are returning back and like there was no clear indication of what the plan was moving forward and. If the Bears don't transform in some way, I mean, they have. They're you're looking at. You have to have a complete offensive makeover at least, and if that doesn't happen, I don't know how you're winning in twenty twenty two to twenty twenty one. Rather, I, yeah. I I don't I don't understand why it felt they like it felt like there's a sense of a non. There's no urgency a little bit in the organization and it's like there should be because one you got very close or should have gotten close to getting both of your asses fired second of all like we've like yes there is some reassuring signs that happened during a season they played a better season than both of us thought you know like they 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 ended up making it to the playoffs they ended up being like a like an eight and eight you know overall like mediocre team but like but ultimately got to the postseason like there's signs of goodness there but mm-hmm. i don't know it's very it's very strange. not all, not all the parts are coming together yeah 
Mac isn't as good as he was his first year. Yeah. So. It's wild. Um. Yeah. So I we we it was initially going to be watching Nick broadcast, but uh, I am and I'm gonna I ended up taking on the reins of it. Um. I feel like you would have appreciated it. I I think every I think I can't really you know say you know I if you followed me on Twitter you follow other people on Twitter and saw the people talking about Nickelodeon you probably have already heard the the praise up and down but I, I I'll just say this I, I went in thinking it was gonna be a cringe fest I <laughs> and I I don't mean to use that word I hate using cringe but you know you understand what I mean. But it ended up being, yeah. like, wholesome. And mm-hmm. when you think NFL, you don't really think wholesome. <laughs> but, like, there is something about, you know, these two Nick stars that are on there. Uh, both of them are on, like, the newer all that. Um, that were both very funny. Um, uh, the one that was in the booth, uh, she I'm just going to forget her name right now. But she, she didn't really know a lot about football. I think that was what was so charming about it, because her ultimately, they would talk about like Cordell Patterson, and then all of a sudden she'd be like, "Yeah, his favorite ice cream is vanilla," and it just and it would just completely derail from a football conversation. But uh-huh. it was it was, but it worked out though. Um, and like Noah Eagle, who I think is just a rising star in the play by play, uh, you know, realm. Uh, he's the son of Ian Eagle, um, or Ian Eagle, I should say, um. You know, and he sounds just like his dad. Uh, he he calls games just like his dad. Like he's a kind of like a spitting image of 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 him. And and there's Nate Burleson who has just been a rising star and an incredible analyst. And what I love so much about the broadcast was that it was explaining the game without pandering to the viewer. It or rather. Like it wasn't. There was no talking down to the viewer. They were like, "Okay, this is this is what this is what the game is," and it was a very simplistic viewpoint of football. I mean, the way that Nate Burleson especially was explaining it. You know, he he talked about how you know the how like the each drive down the field. You know, like each drive is like uh or each time you're trying to get to a first down, it's like a homework assignment. You have like. You, you and each time you get over the first down line it's like you you've completed that homework assignment it's time for the next homework assignment and then ultimately ah. uh you know getting the touchdowns like passing the test and getting the grade you know um and, and like they're and as as ridiculous as those 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 metaphors are i i just it adds it's added so much like like it added an extra layer of like okay this is this is you can explain football to people in the most simplest terms. You can talk to kids about this game that is thought to be very complex, where in in the most simplest terms possible. And and there is just this level of there's levity and just this fun energy that was infused into the broadcast. People having a, like all the broadcasters having a lot of fun, you know. And it just reminded me that like we are and i think connor or sports illustrated wrote a great article on it like we spend so much time taking football and taking sports so seriously and we we really like overanalyze things and really like crack down on the people that are having a lot of fun and instead try to say it be like oh no this is serious business this is a business 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 
it's always business mm-hmm. with with sports and especially in football and i think yeah. there's there's something nice about these three people who entered the stadium that came in purposely to have fun and that's just something that we need to remind ourselves on on a constant basis whenever we talk about sports especially on a program like this virtual ball boys which i want to hold on to like a high regard of being like we want to have fun here like for sure it's important it's, i think it's just important for us to keep those in mind and i really recommend if you have the ability even just watch five minutes of the nickelodeon broadcast if it's available because it's it's just it's just like a nice it's funny and it's it's weird and it's just it's like a it's just it's you it's a unique take on the football world and uh, that's i think that's the gist of why i wanted to say on that um yeah but uh, I definitely next year when it happens, I want you to watch it. <laughs> and hopefully, it won't be a Bears game this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one last thing: Mitch Trubisky won the Nickelodeon Valuable Player Award. That's fucking great. Which is just like, <laughs> which you know, it was just a bunch of people, like bunch of football fans who wanted to have a lot of fun <laughs> and just went on the Nickelodeon website and voted for Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, and, and, and I you keep kept seeing all those pictures of Watson with the um with the college football champion. Chip, Mahomes with the Super Bowl trophy, and then Mitch with the fucking Nickelodeon. I didn't even realize. I don't, did they even hand him the award after the loss? I don't know. That would be <laughs> just the, that would be hilarious. Just the image I saw. Like like all right, you just lost the game by like eleven or twelve points. Here's a here's a here's a little a trophy little trophy with a blimp on top of it. Uh, here you go. Um, <laughs> and, and Sean Payton got slimed after the broadcast, which was like also a. Uh, Nice, a fun little moment. Um, all right, wrapping up our wild card recap here: the Browns at the Steelers. Um, if I told you that the score at the end of the first quarter would be twenty-eight to zero, would you take a guess at what team would be in the lead? Well, so I, I I would not have expected the Steelers to be 28, 28 to zero. Would you have expected the Browns to be twenty eight to zero though? Either? Maybe a little more than the Steelers because I think if you approach me with a question like that, I would be I would be cautious and try to think <laughs> what ridiculous fucking thing was going to happen. Like the Browns being up twenty eight points on a team that started eleven and zero without their head fucking coach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. Cleveland was without their head coach, was that without a lot of key defensive starters, had a basically a a, a complete you know reimagining of their offensive line while the game was play, being played out, and the Browns won a playoff game forty eight to thirty seven over a Pittsburgh Steelers team that we we had locked pretty much locked in or thought was going to make the Super Bowl. After their 11-0 start, and their defense playing out of their mind, and their passing game playing well, and then literally going 1-5 down the stretch. Incredible! Fuck, it's, it, it is amazing. <laughs> like, the, so, like, the yeah. Jets, the, the, the Jets had the story of the, the 0-16 season. Turned out to be it, it. Turned out to be the Jaguar story this whole time. The Jaguars just fucked it up week one, right? But the Steelers, 
had such a like that that just big like eleven and zero. Like we started eleven and zero. We are dominating. We're gonna get the first seed. It's gonna be fantastic. I think the Steelers' story is sadder than the Jets and Jaguars combined. <laughs> I, I I I can't retort that. <laughs> and they made the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, the the first the first four drives for the Steelers: a fumble, an interception, a punt, and an interception. The it, both interceptions led to a touchdown. The fumble was a fumble into the end zone for a touchdown. All for the Browns. The Browns got. And then Browns had one normal drive of six plays, 65 yards, and a touchdown. That was all in the first quarter. Now, I will say, yes, because of the results, this was one of my favorite games of the wildcard weekend. But it was also one of my favorite games. And I get, you said that you went to bed early on this one? I did. Okay, because you missed out on the stress level of all of us watching as we <laughs> we were like... The, the Browns are going to blow this. This is going to be the worst blow. This is going to be the best comeback since Super Bowl 51 or like going to be like the Houston Oilers game. Like they we thought that this 35 to 10 game, which was that was it by the half that the Steelers were going to come back on it. And at one point it was 55 23 and the <laughs> Browns punted. Uh, at the end of the third quarter, and literally everyone was like on the edge of their seat. And then I think it was in the beginning of the fourth quarter that Mike Tomlin was in plus territory. Yeah, so they were um, they were at the Pittsburgh forty six. They were basically right there, and it was a fourth and one, and they could have just gone for it. I mean, it was thirty five twenty three. You're down two scores. And Mike Tomlin instead puts out the punt uh, unit and tries to pull the defense off sides and then punts it anyway. <laughs> and that leads to a Nick Chubb run in for a touchdown. And that sealed the game away. They they, they, they once the Cleveland Browns were up 42, the, the, the Steelers couldn't come back. This team, the Steelers, like as close as it, the game felt, at some point, because the Steelers started, the Steelers ended up outscoring the Browns in the second half. Like this, the the Browns and Steelers were never a one score game. It was only a one score game in the very beginning when they had the fumble and the and the start. But the moment that the Browns went up fourteen nothing, it was a two score game throughout the rest of the game, uh, with like added on scores here and there. Right, but. 48-37, without their fucking head coach, without all their defensive players, with an offensive line that was made out of mush! And Baker Mayfield had one of his best games of his life. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt ran the ball as, like, they like there was no tomorrow. And I'm stunned. I'm stunned by this whole, this whole fucking result. Amazing. Do you think Big Ben plays next year? I don't know. I think he does. I think he does. Yeah. Because he's not... I still feel like he's got more in him than Philip Rivers, which is not a sentence that makes sense to say. <laughs> well, I, I get I get what you're saying, though. Yeah. 
And I feel like the the the, the Steelers are more committed to him as well. God, I I thought that this year was fucky with quarterbacks. Next year's going to be fuckier. Am I? I, I mean, I th- depends on depends on how many free agents move around. But I mean, there was a shot at the end of the game when Big Ben was. It was way after the the game was over. When I say way over, it went way after. It was kind of like maybe like fifteen minutes after the final whistle. Um, but Big Ben was just sitting alone on the bench. No one else was there, and he was just staring into space. And it was a very interesting shot, and you had to think like there was something going through his mind, and that he was thinking like, "Man, like, is this the end? Is this the end?" I, I, I don't know. I feel like he, he's had a lot of injuries as of late. That I would imagine that he, that it could be like, I don't, I'm sick of being hurt, and I'm ready to move on. I don't know. Um, so that's another big question. And, and same with the Steelers have one of the worst cap situations in the league. So that team's going to look completely different by a time, by this time next year, like this team, this was their shot. Um, and we don't, who knows what's going to happen, um, in 2021, like we'll, we'll have to see. All right, real quick. We got some coaching news to get to. Uh, when we last talked to you, Doug Peterson was employed. We're now talking to you now, and he's not. <laughs> Doug Peterson has been fired by the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, the The decision was made after Jeffrey Lurie reportedly was not a fan of what Doug Peterson brought to the table in terms of what the future he had mapped out. And uh, Ian Rappaport um, of NFL Network uh, reported that Doug Peterson was sick of uh, having to listen to some of the bosses there, um, our guess is that was that was Howie Roseman he was referring to as a general manager, and ultimately it was this decision was made that Doug Peterson, uh, who after winning a Super Bowl only three years ago, uh, is no longer the head coach, and Howie Roseman is going to be moving on to yet another uh, head coaching candidate. What was your thoughts on this move? I was. A little bit surprised. It's it's God. I don't I don't know how to deal with this entire Eagles situation. Like, did did Peterson just fuck up the the week seventeen that badly? Maybe that was part of it. Maybe he uh, maybe he's just not who he used to be, or doesn't have the the talent that he used to be, which is definitely part of part of that as well. Whole team is consistently injured. And okay, you know what? I just I just made my point for me. The whole team has been consistently injured, and that is a that's not just a, a oh this team is unlucky problem. That is a fundamental problem with the with the organization. Mm-hmm. 100%. Washington was the same. Washington was the same way for many years. Yep. Where just all your if all your players are getting injured, doesn't matter what you do. You need to change the way that you are doing things to get your players like not fucking injured. Mm-hmm. Jalen Rager, remember him? Drafted in the first round? Who is he? <laughs> I forget, because he didn't play much this year. Because he didn't play. Yeah. And even, like, like we knew a lot about CeeDee Lamb. We knew a, a lot about Henry Ruggs. We knew a lot of, we knew a decent bit about Jerry Judy, although the Broncos weren't that good. And then fucking J- Justin Jefferson goes off. Brandy, Brandon Ayuk has a pretty solid rookie season. Who the fuck is this Rager guy? Yeah, we didn't know. <laughs> we didn't get just to know. So, 
Yeah, get a get a new coaching system in so you can actually play games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I I think this there is one analyst that I saw was like, ah, this is because of the week seventeen decision making, and I as someone who has has talked about last week where I felt like that this whole week seventeen outrage was ridiculous, um. I kind of I, I I don't think that was the case. I I, I still don't think it was the case. Um, now I, I I think based off of the reporting, I feel like this was hap- was bound to happen. This felt like an eruption that has been brewing throughout the entire season, and it felt like this the 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 team was souring on on Doug Peterson, or even just vice versa. Uh, Doug Pearson was souring on the Eagles, it sounds like. And this, I I was, I, I kind of looked at it from a perspective of wins, like, man, you know, he, he was, he was in the playoffs for three of his seasons. He made the, he, he, uh, he went to the Super Bowl in 2017. He, in, in 2018, made it to the divisional round, lost to the Saints. They at least won the division last season. I, I'm like, and he's like, has like a 42 37 record or something like that. And I'm like, you would think that someone who had a Super Bowl win would have more of a leash. Right. But you have to keep in mind at the same time that there is just certain locker room situations and just certain, you know, organizational things that you don't know what's happening on. We're all on the outside of that. And by the sounds of it it it, 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 it really sounds like it's a very toxic environment with Doug Peterson totally. in there. Not that whether he's the source of the toxicity or not, he ultimately was the scapegoat of all of it, and something needed to change, and that's the decision they made. I'm surprised though that they didn't get rid of Howard Roseman. I even though he has had a great drafting record the fact that they are still wanting to keep the same regime going like this at four and 12, like you would think that this would be the opportunity to, or four, four, 11 and one, whatever, like that you think that this would be the, the opportunity for them to make the change and, and shift, like just shift to a new era a little bit. Um, but I guess not. And then, and, and who knows what the fuck the Carson Wentz situation is going to be like? If they, if they fired, if they fired Doug Peterson because they wanted to protect Carson Wentz, they can go fuck themselves. The whole Eagles are that would be hilarious. Like they could go fuck themselves. <laughs> like that. That's why Harry Roseman would deserve to be fired at one hundred percent. Yeah. If that's the reason, because then, like Jeffrey Lurie is not. According to reports, he's not ready to have Jalen Hurts be the starter yet. Okay, but. Carson went sucked this year and you're protecting him still only because you gave him a massive contract that is impossible to get out, get rid of. That's the only reason you're protecting him. And if that's the only reason you got rid of Doug Peterson, like for a quarterback that you may not even have on the roster after 2022, let alone maybe potentially this year, like, yeah. Oh God. That's just, that is insane. Uh, but that's that with the Eagles. Um, then the other big coaching story that broke right before we hit record. Urban Meyer, the Ohio State, for the former Ohio State head coach, 
is now an NFL head coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars. This move comes after he had been retired since twenty at the end of 2018. After that season was filled with a little bit of scandal with the fact that he uh, supposedly had knowledge about one of his coaching staff members uh, abusing his wife. Um, and ultimately Yikes. being suspended for the first three seasons, uh, three, three first three games, I should say, of the season. Um, but is a coach that has had a very successful college reign, uh, having coached a Bowling Green team to uh, you know, a bowl game and won championships with Florida, won championships with Ohio State. Had again had been out of the game, had been working as a Fox uh, college football analyst. And now is leaving the mic behind, coaching the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who, baby? What is your thoughts on this one? I need to know as an Illinois, as an so, Illinois grad. Yeah. Um. So I had the honor of uh when at, when when I was at Illinois my senior year, we went to the Illinois game at Ohio State, and I had the honor of listening to this man speak. Mm. And Ohio is a is a dangerous place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> like literally just like people just like fucking walking by us uh like uh, us in our fucking band uniforms going we hate you <laughs> okay yeah not i'm not exaggerating yeah well hey i mean that's i get it you know i uh, and then we went into we went into something called the skull session hmm which is where the whole Ohio—it's in their fucking basketball arena or whatever, um, maybe or volleyball, one of the two—and uh, there's like a little pregame concert. Ohio State's band played, we played. Uh, Urban and the team came in, they spoke, and then they left. Uh, Wait, so they invited? Pretty the, much it. They invited the Illinois band into the session. Yeah, I mean, it was like we're the we're the visiting band. They do that with every, they do that with with every every uh visiting band oh that's interesting okay yeah a little bit because they're uni. okay i will say band super hospitable great hosts lovely people they're good okay that's good script ohio script ohio is overrated and i, and I will die on that hill <laughs> okay <laughs> but oh, script ohio is overrated and wasn't even created by ohio state it was be it was created by michigan <laughs> So March, March band, solid people. Football team, maybe not so much. Yeah, fuck the football team. Um, <laughs> but but like Urban Meyer, good a uh, good coach. Yeah. Um, the I I do want to bring up a, a a Tom Fernelli tweet. When Urban Meyer was the coach at Florida, he lost fifteen games in his career. Jacksonville won fi lost fifteen or they he lost fifteen games in his career at Florida. Jacksonville lost 15 games this season. Mm. Urban Meyer had to stop coaching because it was going to give him, uh, in, was it brain stuff and aneurysm? Yeah, something along those lines. Aneurysms? Yeah. yeah. I just hope that this job doesn't kill him. Yeah. <laughs> that, that I forgot about that element of it. Like, like for his health, like, why the fuck are you going to go to the Jacksonville Jaguars of all teams? But um, I think that this hire... I can't speak for the band stuff, but that's I like that insight from you. Um, no, that was that that was completely related, unrelated to Urban Meyer. He's a good speaker. Yeah. Um, for 
I think this is gonna be a meet. Like, it, 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 I don't know how it's gonna go, but I, th- I don't think it. Ca- I don't think it will be a mediocre hire. It's not gonna be a blah hire. It's either going to be an extremely successful hire, or it's gonna be. It's gonna go down in flames. And I don't know. I, I just, I have this sense because like a big name like this coming up to the college ranks, a guy who has never in any shape or form has never been worked and has never worked in the NFL before. This has only happened with, at least on a successful wet, uh, level, with Jimmy Johnson because Jimmy Johnson was a uh, was a, the coach of Miami, uh, Miami, Florida, uh, Miami, um, the Hurricanes. Um, he was the coach of that team and then got promoted to the Dallas Cowboys um, and won two Super Bowls with the team. Um, so this is its a very interesting transition from the college game to the NFL game. It's a lot more difficult to win in the on yep. the NFL uh, level. So, Yeah, you don't get to be in, uh, in Ohio State with the, the squishy rest of the Big Ten. <laughs> that you can use as your little punching bag. You Now you're on the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars. You gotta, you gotta deal with Derrick Henry twice a year, at least. Um, but, you know, James, you have James Robinson, you have LaVisca Chanel, you are probably gonna draft Trevor Lawrence. You have some young defensive stars that uh, could work out for you. I, I, I mean, I, I think they still have two draft two first round draft picks if i'm not mistaken for for this year uh yeah i could i could be wrong he has his pick now of a general manager potentially as well i i mean this is great things you know for for him to walk into um but the the, the team has a very like toxic aura around it considering it's not has not been a very successful franchise um and yeah again your health like that's yep. that's the other thing, um, but fascinating. I I was I could not believe it. That I I knew I knew that the rumors were there. I didn't think it was gonna come to fruition. But Urban Meyer, NFL head coach, <laughs> here we are. Uh, and then just a quick rundown of things here. Uh, George, uh, George Patton of the Vikings is now the Broncos general manager. The Brad Holmes of the Rams is now the Lions general manager. And Scott Fitterer has been, according to the Panthers' official Twitter account, offered the general manager position. So it would be really hilarious if the social media team for the Panthers would be like, Fritter declines offer for general manager (laughs) position. Don't know why they tweeted that out. But, I mean, there has to be some sort of agreement in place uh, for that to come to fruition. Uh, And I think we talked about Nick Casario already. The Texans are a fucking mess. We'll have a conversation about that whole thing going on at some point. But not today, because we're running out of time here. Let's move forward here um so before we get to the divisional round picks i'm very excited to talk about this week's slate but let us do a brief overview of what's been going on in the vvfl so we uh we may ha- may or may not do a week this week depends on what's going on um if we do it'll be likely one o'clock on saturday 16th um but uh what happened last week uh, we had uh, an interesting uh, slate of games here. Well, we had an overtime game uh, between the Escadillo Artisans and the Mansfield Weavers. Mansfield ended up winning that game. Um, Weatherford continued its winning streak, has now won six in a row, beat Brainerd. Uh, Mansfield beat uh, Phoenix City. Uh, 
and or excuse me um no you are where am i okay. i don't think you're looking at the right week i've yeah i'm sorry i'm like i, <laughs> I looked at i i was i was looking around a lot of different places there so <laughs> so mansfield and escondido had the overtime thank you yeah, thank you for highlighting yes. it for me weatherford <laughs> beat perth amboy that was the big game. That was the primetime game. Weatherford's now on a, a six-game winning streak, and uh, Phoenix City, or, or excuse me, Perth Amboy has fallen to four and three. Um, so Perth Amboy losing this also dropped out of first place. Yeah, they're in third place now. Mansfield yeah. and uh, East Chicago are sitting tied on top with East Chicago having the tiebreaker over Mansfield right now. Uh, East Chicago took care of Anaconda this week, and then Brainerd Paladins won their game. They're t- they're moved up to three and four, and they beat uh, Phoenix City, uh, who's sitting at one and six. Um, so cool. as things stand, Weatherford is on top, six and one. East Chicago's five and two. And if you want to listen to our scenarios and stuff, we would again we would do a general big recap. We just don't have the time for it this week, but we will do a uh, we could do a bigger recap for it. We'll see if we could do it next week for week eight. If we do week eight this uh, this Saturday again, uh, stay tuned on our Twitter. We'll let you know. Um, and now week eight. Uh, well, let's see. So we have Weatherford facing Anaconda. Uh, okay. We have top versus the bottom of the division. Basically, uh, we have East Chicago facing Phoenix City. So again, top versus bottom. Top versus bottom. <laughs> so it's really the mid matchups that are going to be interesting yeah. here. Uh, Perth Amboy versus Mansfield. I would say if if there's any uh you know prime time game of sorts, I would say it's probably gonna be Perth Amboy versus Mansfield. I, I agree with that. Um, and then there's three a three and four matchup between uh Escondido Artisans and the Brainerd Paladins is also on the table. So, uh, yeah, just stay tuned for more news on that. Then. The Super Tackle Bros live stream was a lot of fun last week. We sat around, really just you know, you know just just chatted, had a, had a good old time while we watched these matchups play out. Um, we we sat through six games for about two hours, um, and ultimately, I want you to take a guess of how well we predicted the wild card weekend with this with the super uh, super tackle bros uh matt like like give it give uh, me a, what's the record that you might have in mind here was it was it was it three and did we do three and three we 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 so we, yeah or you, you're saying that's the record that's your prediction for the record yeah we went one in five. Oh, fun <laughs> So literally the only one that we got right, I mean, and this was all like, it's all throwaway shit. Like nothing really, none of it really was like on point uh, analysis or anything like that. But um, Falco beat Fox and that was Poe versus uh, T-Rack. So Ravens moved on, but no one else did. The Steelers mascot moved on. The Bears mascot moved on. The Colts moved on. The Seahawks moved on, and the Washington football team all won their respective matchups. Um, and so that's for all the, for all you you know, sad you know so sad fans out there that lost in the wild card weekend this uh, you know this past week. You know you got you got Super Tackle Bros here to continue your your football journey uh, through and through. Uh, so that's fun. Uh, Yoshi is going to be taking on Wolf. Uh, next week, that's the Colts and Chiefs. Then uh, We Fit Trainer will take on King DDD, uh, which is the Washington football team versus the Seahawks. 
Then, Stanley the Bear, Banjo Kazooie will face Staley. 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 That's a, it's a weird <laughs> it's a weird spelled name. I don't know how even the no because it used to be the Detroit Staley's. Let me find the yeah or the Decatur Staley's, not Detroit. Right. Let me find out the yeah. Um, and then uh, the cheese monster known as Pac Man will face Banjo Kazooie, and then Falco will face Rob, which is Steely McBeam. Um. In... It was named after the A.E. Staley Company. Nah, right. Just... Yeah, they, they had some <laughs> weird, like, the Packers were even, like, named after, like, a meat packing company. Like, <laughs> like they they were, very, they were very reliant on, like, the company names back then uh, uh, in the very early, early days of, of football. Um, but, yeah, so there you go. Uh, and we'll we'll run through those matchups. That will be tomorrow's live stream or to actually, when you guys see this, this it's going to be tonight. Tonight's uh, live stream at eight o'clock. We will let you know. Um, we'll let you know if there's anything changing with that. Okay. So, with that being said, um, now I for this this week, uh, this past week for the picks, uh, I went five and one on picks. Uh, and you went four and two. Is that that's yep. correct? Okay. Yep. Yeah. So uh, that was the end. There was only one disagreement. That was the Rams Seahawks games. Uh, ultimately, the Rams ended up winning um, on that one. Uh, so that's our playoff records as of now. And with that being said, Matt, you can go ahead and, and preview our first matchup. Our first Saturday games, the Los Angeles Rams, coming off of their victory against division rival Seahawks, get to take on the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay, of course, the first overall seed in the NFC. They get a bit of rest. Los Angeles kind of shut down the Seahawks, but we'll see how Jared Goff can do with his current injury. Hmm. What do you think? Yeah, this is this is a tough – this was actually a lot tougher than I – would have expected because I really was thinking about this one. I feel like the Rams defense, I, I think, can go toe to toe with this with this Packers offense. I wouldn't be surprised if after a, a week off, if the Packers are end up being a little rusty on on and from on an offensive perspective. In fact, I believe um, the Buccaneers blowout game was after the Packers came off a bye. Um, you know, so that. To me, I I think the Rams might have a little bit of something there where they could end up doing well. I just don't love the Rams' offense, and I think that's why I'm going to stick with the Packers for this one. Yeah, I'm going to stick with the Packers, too. I want to see the defense give Aaron some trouble, but I don't think it's going to be enough to change the overall outcome of the game. So I'm going to go with the Packers as well, as much as it chagrins me. (laughs) I I don't think chagrin is a verb. I'll give you credit for it, and I think I think ultimately that the I, I you'll you 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 got at least the NFC Championship game if the Packers move on. I think that I think that yeah. that would be your your opportunity to maybe like all right all right I'm picking against the Packers here, but this one oh this believe me I am no matter who no matter who it is no matter what in the other game I'm picking against the Packers no matter what yeah. You already know this for next week. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're just spoiling it. People are not even. It's, listen it's fine. Why would I? Why would I want this team in the Super Bowl? <laughs> next up, the Ravens at the Bills, a matchup between two the, the best quarterbacks of the 2018 NFL Draft, uh, Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. Um, 
Uh, and the Ravens are coming off of the big win against the Titans. The Bills coming off the big win against the Colts. The, they face the AFC South. They, they, they brush it aside, and now they face each other. What do you think is going to happen here? I I hate that these two teams are facing this round. I w- really wanted this to be the, the, the AFC Championship game. But that's not how this works. Uh, and the Ravens and Bills got to face each other. And although the Ravens did a really good job stopping the Titans, I'm not sure if they're going to be do this, be able to do the same to stop the Bills and Josh Allen. It's it, it it it's pretty hard. Yeah. But I have to still go with my Super Bowl pick, I think, and go with the Bills here. Yeah. Uh, I I uh. Yeah, I we usually we make these Super Bowl picks at the beginning of the playoffs, and I feel like it's like oh, you have to like lock in there and and, and yeah. stick with. And we it. don't necessarily have to, but but I I I I just have a bad feeling about this game for the Bills, and I don't know why. I feel like I feel like the Bills' defense might end up having trouble stopping Lamar Jackson, and I I feel like that. The Ravens' defense has played so well as of late that I I think they can go into Buffalo and stop the Bills. So I'm going to defer, even though the Bills are in the I I I do have them as my AFC champion. But for the moment, I'm going to pick the Ravens and and hope that the Bills make it out of the clear uh, in this game. This is a weird uh, weird turning point for the two of us. It is it one hundred percent is. Uh, but I I I again like I said. I, I, I want I, the Bills are my favorite team that's left. Uh, I, yeah. I I like a lot of the teams that are remaining in the playoffs here, but I um I I, it, I think this is just it's gonna make if the Bills lose this game, it will make them losing feel like it'll make me feel a little bit better because I was like, okay, well at least I picked the Ravens, <laughs> like at least I predicted their their demise versus like not <laughs> seeing it coming necessarily. Um, all right, next up. Next up on Sunday, we have the Cleveland Browns versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Cleveland coming off of their show-stopping win against the Steelers and Kansas City getting that rest. They have the they have Mahomes. They have a really good team. But they've played a lot of games close lately. Mm. Do you think there's any any hint towards Cleveland here? Well, uh, I think the connection. I, I usually like making the connections that the storyline connections between the quarterbacks. Like the the Rams Packers game is like the battle between University of California Cal. quarterbacks, and then you had the 2018 connection with the with Jack Lamar, Lamar Jackson, uh, Josh Allen. This one, right. Baker Mayfield and Patrick Mahomes had that famous shutout uh, a shootout in college when they were, when it was Texas tech versus Oklahoma. Ah. Um, and it was an absolute crazy affair. And if I'm the Browns, that's my key to win because the Browns, uh, what they need to do is basically do what they did against the Steelers, which is, you know, quick passes out, um, you know, make sure that, you know, the offensive line needs to step up and protect Baker Mayfield. And they're going to have a lot of their offensive linemen back for this game. And they're going to have a lot of defensive players back um, as well, they have to force turnovers and and then move the ball down the field via the running game. Use the running game a big big time, um, and that's the key. 
I think they could keep. They, I think they could stay in this game. I just think the Chiefs. I can't pick against Mahomes right now. Not not after the first game. Not and not after a bye. I feel like Andy Reid is just is so good after a bye. And I, I'm I'm sticking with the Chiefs in this one. I'm going to throw caution to the wind and select the Browns because I want to see two franchises that have been shat on for so long, both being the AFC championship. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Go for it. I love it. And who, who cares? Let's see. Let's, let's see some chaos. Let's live up to our, our production name. Yeah, there you go. I just, I just like cracked my knee or something and now it really hurts. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Alright, a little too much chaos. A little too much chaos. Too much chaos. Go back. Fuck. Go back. <laughs> Get back. Put the knee back into place. Alright. <laughs> Alright, next up, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New Orleans Saints. Um, this this would be like okay, so everyone's super excited about this game, but I have to remind y'all the Saints blew out this team twice <laughs> this season, uh, or at least, like bad, like like oh, this was a beat, this was a beat em up game. Uh, that being said, though, the Buccaneers have been playing lights out on the offensive side of the ball, and the Saints' offense has not played as great as of late. Uh, and who knows what's going to happen with this Bucks defense? But we know the Saints defense is going to be the ultimate test for the Bucks offense here. It's a battle between old school quarterbacks who have never played each other in the playoffs before because they were in two different conferences. Uh, and what do you think is going to happen here? I th- I'm going to go with the Saints. It's really the Saints defense just 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 does such a good job of shutting down weapons, especially Marshawn Lattimore. Um, Mike Evans can't do shit with with Marshawn Lattimore existing in the same field as him. And I just I I want to I I I'm on the I'm on the Saints train with you right now. I want to see I want to see Drew Brees get to the end, get the Super Bowl one more time. However, if there is a bullshit call, uh, my pick will retroactively uh go to the Buccaneers. Because I, I, I'm saying it now and saw it coming. If there's a bullshit call that the Saints need to change a rule for next season that prevents them from winning the game. Wait, okay. okay. So let me get this straight. So, you're, so you are saying that if there is a bullshit call that your pick is switching from the Saints to the Bucks. Yes. And so that means that if the, if the Bucks win on my bullshit call, that means that you get the credit that, for That winning. means I was correct. I am totally fucking with you. Please don't think I'm serious. <laughs> I, I, I'm honestly, I'm thinking about it. I feel like it would be a lot of fun if we try to implement that. But we'll talk more about it if it happens. Uh, okay, okay. I'll, I could give. The, I might, these, these... I, I'm thinking about giving you credit. Is what. Okay, <laughs> but it, okay, it, it it does have to be like like the Saints Rams level of bullshit call. Not 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 Vikings level because that wasn't a call. That was an uh, amazing play by Diggs. Yeah. It has to be the refs missed a call that if they call that, the Saints probably win. If that happens, my pick retroactively becomes the Buccaneers because it just fucking happens with the Saints all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it is It is just, <laughs> it's just like the, the amount of times the Saints have lost a game to something just insane, like... I would not be surprised if that happened to them again. And, and like, it's been multiple years in the row that it's happened to them. So, 
I don't know. I I think that could that could be you could be onto something here is what I'm saying. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm picking the Saints as well. Um, here I I was initially thinking about picking the Bucks, but the more I just think about it, I I don't trust the Bucks defense a whole ton right now. They've been great all year, but they're not. They didn't really play well last week. Um. And I just think the Saints defense is very, very good. And I think they could shut down Brady and this and uh, this offensive game a little bit. I think it could be closer though. I think I think two blowouts in a year, I don't if it happens a third time, I wouldn't be stunned, but I feel like it's it will be tougher to do a third time. I think I think the Bucks might be onto something for this game. Um so we'll see. Yeah. Um and with that, uh we are we are done uh four games i i'm super excited i think i i love this slate i know that i know you're disappointed the seahawks didn't make it no it's fine i just like i i more just wanted to have a better opponent for the packers than the seahawks making it that that's that's <laughs> valid i do i do think the rams are going to be a tough t- tough out i i, I hope so that would be fucking awesome like that's to, that's to me like if I, I i put my thumb on the scale of like uh, I think Washington is going to be a closer opponent to the Buccaneers, which I was partially correct. They end up the Bucks ended up winning it still, uh, and and, they, and then Washington was close for the reasons that I was not thinking. Um, <laughs> but I, I I'm going to say like if there's if there's one game that's going to be closer than we expect, it's going to be the Rams Packers, and I I, mm-hmm. I think the Rams could absolutely win that game, um, just because of again Aaron Donald has had an insanely amazing year. Jalen Ramsey equally so, and they're they're just have such a deep talented group on on that side of the ball, and they have some weapons on offense. I it it could be Packers have lost some really weird games this year. Like it, this is not like an unstoppable force that you're going up against with the Packers. So I don't know. Uh, that that that's just my take on things. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, overall, guys, we're uh, we're looking forward to if we we might do a uh, we might have a, a good uh, run of of streams in the next two days. Again, later on tonight would be the uh, would be the Smash Tackle uh, Super 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 ta- Super Tackle super, Bros. Super Tackle Bros. Thank you. Uh, the, <laughs> the, I think this like whatever sinus thing I got going on is like infusing into my brain. Um, I'm kind of there with you. <laughs> the uh, and then after that. Uh, if we if we do a stream on Saturday, one o'clock, virtual ball boys, uh, week eight, we're really rounding the corner on that on that uh season, and I'm super excited. Yeah, only three left. Super excited, uh, to get uh the playoffs underway on that front. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, it's gonna be a very interesting weekend. Uh, I hope you all are doing well. It's been a very rough week uh and uh rough past week and and it's been probably gonna be another rough week or two uh but we all just gotta hang in there together everything will be all good or as good as they can be and we'll be we're gonna be here throughout the the way as much as possible um any final parting thoughts matt uh i don't know brush your teeth Twice. Two minutes. Yeah, two minutes. When you when you wash your hands, um, sing happy birthday. Watch uh watch watch some Survivor. That's a fun show. <laughs>
I you, you I I feel like you talk a lot of Survivor on here. <laughs> like I feel like I, 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 I it would make me for it would it'd be funny if just now the like so a listener is just like oh no way he watches Survivor like <laughs> 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 he just no idea <laughs> God. completely like not not I, you know I'm on. just like uh, uh I I mentioned on the the doc machine that we recorded that hasn't gone out yet yeah uh that I was I was playing the Survivor game mm-hmm. got voted out the other day uh Final Travel Council uh is going to be going on over the next couple days uh and but sunday is when it ends and my i will be significantly less stressed because this game is fucking terrible (laughs) (laughs) it's i'm never playing one of these again yeah yeah just that all that all the the things that troy zen wanted you to do you're you're gonna break his heart yeah you're gonna break his heart i'm sorry (laughs) i am bad at lying to people I don't like breaking so- legitimate social connections that I have with folks. Yeah. That oh man, some Midwestern just came out there. <laughs> what saying folks? But the way the way this the 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 little bit like the way that the the way the words kind of came together, it sounded very like north northern. Northern. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't have an accent though, like a like a, a, not, a noticeable you accent. You know what? It's not Midwestern. It sounded like a little Canadian. A l- okay. A little Canadian. <laughs> All right. In I can I, I I can see where I I can see where you got it from, but I, but mid. <laughs> Midwestern people and especially like Illinois people have some of the flattest accents. Sure. Such little inflection to things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's valid. That's valid. Um, or I hear I I hear your either your mom or Walsh's mom and it's a whole different fucking world. <laughs> heavy 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 New York. Heavy New York yeah. accents. Uh <laughs> yeah, we we were just a bustle bustle of metropolis over here. Um <laughs> anyways, yeah, thank you so much for listening, and I we hope you enjoy Divisional Round Weekend, and we will see you next week. Good night and good ball. <laughs> You're such an idiot. <laughs> Virtual Ball Boys has been brought to you by Team Chaos Productions. Find us on Twitter at Virtual Ball Boys, and find more of our work at Team Chaos Pods. Thank you.